learned. So getting uh, back into Sefer Mitzvahs over here. So again, just to remind what the Mahalach is, maybe those that are, that are new. So we'll learn every, you know, once a week we learn a mitzvah, a little bit of the halacha of it, the concept behind it in halacha and nigla, and then to see from there a lesson in Avadis Hashem, Primius, what the Rabbanu Shalom is telling us, you know, right now through that mitzvah. So the mitzvah that we're up to is mitzvah pei. Mitzvah pei, it's on page Nun Zayin in the uh, editions that we have. Now, before we see the language of the Rambam inside, so let's look, we're actually going to get a little bit more background from the Marmachimus uh, that you should have in front of you, and then we'll, we'll see the Rambam. So the mitzvah pay, the 80th mitzvah that we're going to be learning, is the mitzvah of Pidin Ben. Pidin Ben. So again, Pidin Ben is one of those mitzvahs that obviously is Negea for someone you know, that has a firstborn son in the right situation. Parents are both Yisraelim, and there was no, uh, you know, that this, this baby wasn't uh, through a C-section or anything like that. So that's the mitzvah of Pidin Ben to redeem the firstborn son. So again, that's something that's negated to a very, you know, a very specific case. But as we'll learn some of the concepts behind it in Avodah Hashem, we'll see it's, it's something that's mamish, it's relevant to each and every one of us. You know, when Klai Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim, so the opening line that Moshe Rabbeinu said to Pare, which sort of, you know, sets into motion the birth of Klai Yisrael, everything, all we are, everything we have to do in the world is B'ni B'chari Yisrael. So if Klai Yisrael are called Hashem's firstborn, which obviously is not just, it's, it's a term of endearment, but it also, it's mechaiv. The Rabbanu Shalom is, is, is establishing what our mission is by saying such a statement, B'nei B'chari Yisrael. So by learning Pidna Ben, you know, it's obviously, it's going to have to be reflective on a larger scale of what Kala Yisrael is about and what our mission is. All right, so let's, let's begin like this. What is the concept of Pidna Ben? The very idea of Pidna Ben. So it's like this. When you, when you go through Chumash, the Chumash mentions the concept of Pidyan Ben in a number of places, in Parshas Boy, in Parshas Kairach. Uh, there's a number of places where it mentions Pidyan Ben. Now, uh, and when you, when you learn those Psukim, it becomes clear, even the Lashon of Pidyan Ben, it's indicative of the fact that when a baby is born under these conditions, again, the firstborn, parents are both Yisraelim and so on, uh, there's some sort of Kedusha that this baby has. And the concept of Pidyan Ben on some level is to be paid. That's where Pidyan means to redeem. And the, the, word, the concept of Pidyan of redemption means, classically, is when you have something that's holy and you want to take the Kedusha off of it, so you redeem it with money. So, for example, if I have an object and I'm Makdash it to the base of Migdash, right? So now it has Kedusha. So, under certain conditions, I could take the Kedusha off by Pidyan, right? Uh, firstborn animal, again, under you know, certain conditions, so it has a certain kedusha. you're not allowed to use it for work, you can't use it for labor, and there's a mitzvah of being paid to redeem it, so you take money and you redeem the kedusha on it. The fact that we call it pidin ben is it's, it's the char very clear that when a baby's born, there's kedusha, and the mitzvah is to take the kedusha off the baby by redeeming it on money. So much so, the truth is, it's interesting, there's a gemara in Bechiris, Maybe if you test something around there, the Gemara, the Gemara says, the Gemara has a havamina that maybe it would be usher to use a b'char 
for any service. Maybe just like an animal that's a Bukhar, you're not allowed to use for avoid from Allah in the fields. Maybe a human being that's a Bukhar, you wouldn't be allowed to use them until you do Pinya Ben. So let's say, for example, a guy, I don't know, whatever it is, he didn't have Pinya Ben when he was a baby, and he goes on like this. Maybe there would be an Isser of, having, of asking him to pass you a box of tissues or, or, you know, or something like that. So the Gemara, the Gemara has a plus, and no, we learn from Sukkim otherwise. I know the Kedusha that a Bukhar has isn't so intense that you're not allowed to ask him to do you favors. But the fact that the Gemara has to make that debate back and forth, it tells you something that there's a Kedusha on this baby. And that's the concept of Pinya Ben, to redeem the Kedusha, to take the Kedusha off on this uh, designated amount of money, five slime. So it's like this, but the, the, this is what we're going to have to figure out. So you're taking the Kedusha off of the baby, and the money then is given to a Kayin. So what's the relationship between those two things? Taking the Kedusha off the baby and giving it to the Kayin, how do we understand the dynamic of this? So it's like this. The, the, the opinion of the Rosh, we're going to see this in a second inside, the Rosh, amongst other Rishonim as well, held that there's really two separate things going on by Pidina Ben. There's really two separate concepts. There's concept number one, which I've been talking about the past couple of minutes, which is to take the Kedusha off the baby. And that happens... By, set, by taking Heslein, by taking five uh, you know, uh, uh, silver coins, whatever it is, and separating it and designating it for Pidna Ben. And by doing so, the Kedusha is transferred from the baby onto the money, and that's part A. Fine. Part B, separate idea. New idea, which is that one of the Manes Kahuna, one of the things that Jewish people, that Yisraelim, have to give to Kahanim, there's Trumas, there's Maestris, there's uh, parts of animals uh, when you shecht an animal, and there's Pidna Ben money. But it's two separate ideas. It's two separate ideas. There's one concept of being paid to the baby of, of Pidyan, by hafrasha, by separating five sloyim and designating it for the purposes of Pidyan Ben. And number two happens to be, there's another halacha that the Torah said, money that you use to separate, to, to, to be paid to the baby, give that to a kain. It's two separate ideas. <clears throat> What's a, where do we see this applied, that the fact that it's like separate? So I'll give you an example. Let's say... Um, you know, by Trumas and Mises, for example, the, 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 you see this idea very clearly that there's two parts. Let's say a guy has a field, right? So he has a whole silo of grain now, right? So could he eat it right away? No, it's Tevel, right? It has to be, it has to be Mises. It has to be, you have to take off Trumas and Mises. So when it comes to Trumas and Mises, also there's two separate ideas. There's taking X amount of, uh, of grain from the silo, and by doing so, the rest of the silo is now Chulin. You could eat it. And this in your hands is now truma. That's part A. And now part B, there's a separate idea, which is that truma has to go to a kain. It's two separate ideas. Two separate ideas. <coughs> and let me, give you, let, me, let me just explain where we see this in the opinion of the Rosh. Let's say, I'll give you the following scenario. Let's say you have a kain that's a farmer. A kain that's a farmer, okay? So does he have to take off trumas and maizus? So... Well, he doesn't have to give it to himself, right? So the so is like this. It, it, because, let's say, separating truths and mices is two parts. There's separating the thing, making the rest of the field chulin. That's part A. And then there's part B, that thing that you just have in your hand that's called truma, give it to a kayan. If the farmer is a kayan, then part B doesn't apply. Well, he's going to give it to himself. It's, uh, it's his own property. So that's unnecessary. But certainly part A is still, it's still relevant. He has to separate truths and mices to allow him to eat the rest of the field. So whenever you're dealing with, so in other words, the point is like this, whenever you're dealing with a mitzvah that has these two parts, there's separating an object or an amount to 
to, 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 to allow the rest of the field to be eaten, right? Something like by Trumas and Mises. That's part A. And there's another part, which is, that which you just separated, now there's a halacha of classic gifts to the kayan, give it to a kayan. Then when the whole thing was a kayan, then he doesn't have to give it to himself, that's unnecessary, right? He doesn't have to go from like one hand to the next. But he still has to do part A. Follow this? There's two separate, uh, two separate parts. So the Rosh says the same dynamic applies to Pignavim. Let's say you have a kayan, okay? And now, if you have a kayan, a father's a kayan, obviously his kid is usually not, doesn't need Pignavim, right? But let's say the following scenario. Let's say a kayan marries a woman who he's not allowed to marry. And so the kid that's born from that marriage is Yisrael. So you have a scenario where, a, where you have a father who's a kayan, and he has a son who's a Yisrael, and now his son needs Pignavim. So what do you do then? So if you take a look at the first Maramakim, so this is... This, so he's not a kain. no. He, we call him a chalab, he's basically Yisrael. He's Yisrael. So you have a scenario where a kain now is obligated to do Pinyan Ben. So what we're going to see in a second in the, in the Shulchan Aruch quoting the Rosh is that the Rosh says, well, same thing as Trumas and Mises. No. Trumas and Mises, if the farmer is a kain, what does he do? He has to separate the Truma because he has to do that in order to, to be matir the rest of the field to eat. But in terms, that's part A, certainly has to do that. But in terms of part B, giving it now to a kayan, he is a kayan. He doesn't have to give it to anyone, he just keeps it himself. Says the Rosh, the same thing with Pinyat Ben. A guy that's a kayan, his son is a Yisrael, so what does he do? Well, there's two parts. He has to redeem the Kedusha off of his son, so that he certainly has to do. So he has to take five slime, separate it, designate it for Pinyat Ben, and by doing so, the Kedusha magically goes off of his son, and it's good to go. That's part A. Part B, now, we have, now there's a mitzvah of giving that money to a coin. Well, guess what? I'm a coin. <laughs> so he doesn't have to give it to anyone else. So that's how the rush puts it, that there's these two, these two parts. There's separating the money to be paid to the son, and then there's giving the money to a coin. Two separate mitzvahs. Take a look at Maramukha number one. This is, the, again, the Shulchan Aruch. It's in uh, Yeridea Simon Shin Hay. That's where the Allah's opinion Ben are. Why can't it be two called on the same mitzvah? Why is it? So they're all counted as one mitzvah. That's an akuda. It's one mitzvah in terms of tayag, as we're going to see. But these are two separate chalakim. Exactly, that's the point. Two separate... The, the, it's not how you, you don't fill until you complete Right, you have to complete the whole thing, but in concept, it's two separate, uh, two separate inyan. Exactly. So the Shulchan Aruch writes the following thing. Kayin shenoi ben chalom. A kayin that has a son who's a Yisrael. Again, he marries a woman he's not allowed to marry, and the kid is therefore not a kayin. The kid's a Yisrael. So, so he says like this. Um... Okay, it's a little bit complicated, some of the details over here, so I'm just going to read it, and we're not going to focus in on too much of this. If the father dies within 30 days, then the son has to take care of himself when he gets, when he gets older, because the chiv of Pidya Ben kicks in when the kid's 30 days old, and so if the father's around, then the father has to do it. If the father's not around, then the son has to do it. Because when he was, because the, when he hit thirty days old, the father wasn't around, so he has to take care of it himself. And if the father passed away, let's say after thirty days, then the father already technically sort of acquired the the the, the part B of the mitzvah of giving it to a kain. The father already sort of acquired it to himself. He was a kain at the time. And then the son doesn't have to give the money to anyone else. Hilkach, what, is he, what does he have to do? He separates the money, that's part A, right, to, to be paid to the son. He just keeps it himself. Again, this is what, again, without, I don't want to get bogged down by some of the details over here, but that's the point of the rush. That in this scenario, where you have a kayan that has to do pidin the halacha is, he has to do part A, but not part B. That's the concept. 
That's the concept. This is the opinion of, again, like I said, the Rush, other opinion, other Rishonim as well. Now with this background, now let's see the Rambam, okay? So take a look again, the Sefer Mitzvah that you have, it's in Mitzvah Pei, okay? Now let's, let's read the Rambam and let's see exactly how the Rambam describes this Mitzvah. And as you can see, it's very different than how the Rush understood it. Mitzvah Pei, says the Rambam, the 80th Mitzvah is, Shetzivanu, that we were commanded, Liftais Bechar Adam, to redeem, uh, you know, the firstborn uh, son of a person. Veshit in Adam and the money should go to a Kayin, okay, so far... You know, nothing new. Vu Amrais. Now says the Rambam, and what's the Pasuk? Again, the Rambam had like a whole bunch of Pesukim to pick from, right? Oh, there's, there's one more. There's, uh, there's, the Rambam had a whole bunch of Pesukim to pick from throughout Tanakh where it talks about putting that Ben. And this is the Pasuk he picks. It's interesting. Vu Amrai. It's a Pasuk in, um, I think it's Parshas Bai. Bechar Benecha Titen Li. That Hashem says, you should give me your firstborn children. Bechar Benecha Titen Li. So says the Rambam, listen to the words. Ubir Says the Rambam. And how does one give one's firstborn son, Tashem, Eichtiyah, how does that happen? Vuhu. So says the Ram, this is the procedure. Shenevdenu min ha-kayin, you redeem the baby from the kayin, uki'ilu hu kvar zachabai, which indicates that until that point, the kayin was the one that owned the child. V'nikneem emenu b'chamesh slime, and I'm buying the child back from the kayin from, with five slime. And by doing so, that shows you that until now, the baby was by the kayin, and that's called giving your son to the kayin. Giving your son to Hashem. So what's the Rambam is saying? What the Rambam is saying does is a new way of thinking of Pidyan Ben. Until now, the Rosh saw Pidyan Ben no different than separating Shumas and Mises, which is what? Two separate parts. Again, there's take, separating the money to get the Kedusha off of the baby. That's part A. Fine. And then part B, giving that money to a kind. Again, no different than taking off Truma. You're taking off uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, of grain. First of all, to make the rest of the grain edible, that's part A, and part B, give that grain that you just separated to a kind. What the Ram is telling us is a new idea, huh? The assumption he's making is that it's already the kind. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the Chiddush of the Ram is an omer de Gazach. The Ram is saying Pidyan Ben is different. It's not two separate parts like Chumas and Meisters. Pidyan Ben, the concept is as follows. You are buying your son back from the kind, which means that according to the Rambam, the concept of Pidyan Ben is like this. When a baby is born under these conditions, Yisraelim, firstborn son, and so on, Who's the father? Well, this guy's the father biologically. Biologically. But spiritually speaking, when the baby comes out in that way as a, as a Bukhar, he's considered to be part of the family of Kahana. And the Kedusha that this baby has is not coming straight from the Rabbani Shleilam to the baby. It's coming because he is now part of Mishpachas Kahuna. He's part of that Shevet of Kahana. And says the Rambam, the mitzvah of Pidna Ben is what? Is to, is to buy your son back. That's what it is. On some level, it's Ke'ilu, uh, he's a, an honorary member of a different family. How do you, and the, and the mitzvah of the Torah is, I want you to make him, says Hashem, make him completely part of your family. Disconnect him from the Kahanim and make him yours. How do you do that? By giving money to a Kayan. When you're giving money to a Kayan, you're buying your son back. And says the Rambam, that's the mitzvah. So it's not two separate parts, separating the money, that's number one, get the Kedusha off, and now what do I do with it? Uh, I don't know, let me give it to a Kayan. No, no, no. The mitzvah is you're buying your son back from the kahana. Now here's the added, that's, that's, that's an unbelievable chiddush. Chiddush number two that the Ram is, 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 is saying like sort of sneakily in, in the middle of the lines over here is that the, the mitzvah that you have to do, is, as, I, as I just mentioned, is to buy your son back from the kain. But the, but the real, that's the act that you're doing. But the real kiyam ha-mitzvah that you're fulfilling with that is what? Is that by doing so, you're showing that until now, the kid was the kayans. And that's the mitzvah. 
The, the pasuk that the Rambam quoted was what? Is Bechor Benecha Titinli. The Hashem says, give me your firstborn sons. And says, well, let's read the words again, the thir- three lines in. The Rambam says, How does one give one son to the Kayan? Says the Rambam, What you do is, you buy your son back from the Kayan. And if I, buy, if I bought my son from the Kayan, well, that, that means that I'm, I'm, I'm showing by that that until now, the, Kayin, the, the baby was the Kayan's. And that's the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to show, to show that, that the baby, was when he was born, was part of uh, the Kayan family. How do I show that? I show that by making myself have to buy him back. That's what I'm doing. You follow this? So that's the Nakuda. So what the, the, the act of the mitzvah that I'm doing according to Ramam is buying my son back. And by doing so, getting the Kedusha, you know, bringing him into my family, disconnecting him from the family that he was a part of until now by Kahanim, and now he's just a regular Yisrael. That's the act that I have to do. But the real mitzvah that, but what I'm accomplishing behind the scenes through that is what, and the check that I get in Shemayim is not about buying my son back. It's about showing through that acquisition that until now, he wasn't mine. That's the Nakuda. That's the Nakuda. So it's the act of the mitzvah, which is buying my son back, but the key in my mitzvah, what I'm actually fulfilling, what Hashem really wants me to do, is to show through that act of buying my son that until now he wasn't mine. That's the Chiddush over here. And therefore the, the puzzle that the Ramam is quoting is what? Is Bechar Benechatitinli. Give me your firstborn son. How do you give your firstborn son to Hashem, to the, which means the Kahanim? You do that by forcing yourself to buy him back. When you buy him, it means that until now he wasn't yours. And that's the mitzvah. So you have two separate, two separate ideas of what Pidyan Ben is. According to the Rosh, again, what's Pidyan Ben? Shumas and Maestras. There's Kedusha on the baby from where? I don't know, because God made him holy when he was born. I have to get rid of that Kedusha by separating money. That's part A. Now part B, what do I do with this money? Give it to a kind, just like you give a lot of things to the kind. But according to the Rambam, new idea. It's not, it's not Shumas and Maestras. According to the Rambam, you're buying your son from the Kahanam. Because when he was born, he's not yours. He is part of the, the Shevet HaKahuna, and that's where his Kedusha is coming from. And my obligation is what? Is to make him a Yisrael by buying him from the Kahanim. And by buying him from the Kahanim, that's what I have to do. And that shows, that, that by doing so, it shows that until now, I recognize the fact that he was part of the Kahanim, and that's the, uh, that's the mitzvah that I have to do. You follow this? How is the concept of Binyam Ben and the mitzvah connected in any way to the whole idea that, that the <laughs> was supposed to be the so that, right, right, right. So it, 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 it's funny because the Rabbanu Shalom talks about Pidyon Ben, let's see, in Parashas Bay, way before, yeah, yeah, way before, way before. So it doesn't seem to be, it, it's a discussion amongst the Paiskim how it's related. There's a Chazanish that, that has a whole, a whole arichas about it. But the Pashtas is it doesn't seem to be, um, you know, because the first time it's mentioned, as I said, is before, is before the, the, there was an issue with the, with the Bukharim. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, the, there's an idea from the Riyadh Kaddish that when Mashiach comes, the Bukharim will go back to being Kahanim, uh, to, to, to do the Avaida. But it, to say that there's no Pinyan Ben then, it's very schwer. So, maybe there's different level gradations of Kedusha. It's not, it's not clear. There's a Chazanish about it. But, uh, So the Rambam, you could understand a strike, right? According to the other shot, no, according to the Rosh, it's, it's clear. Yeah, it's clear. so uh, Pei Aleph is, is Petr Hamar, so we'll have to, we'll have to get, look into that by that time. Oh. Oh, oh, so that's, that's interesting. So, okay, so take a look at Marabaka number three. Yeah. Um, 
Is there a difference between something's muktash to Hashem versus muktash to So, so, yeah, the Kiddush over here in the Ramam is that, but we'll see about this in the Machshava side of it in a few minutes, where you see that Kedusha is generated by simply being associated to holy people. That's what you see over here. Generally speaking, you think of something as holy because there's a direct line between that object and Hashem. Over here in the Rambam, what, what's clear is that there's a Kedusha on this baby, not because there's a direct line between him and Hashem. There's a line between him and Sadiqim, Kahanim, holy people. And that's what generates Kedusha to the baby. So we're going to see about that. We'll see about that soon. There's such an idea. Well, Hashem. So take a look it's at Marmukim. Like the yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so we'll, 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 there's a lot to talk about. So take a look at Marmukim number three. So just to, just to, once we have these two sort of ways of thinking of Pinyan Ben, let's just see sort of how, to, how it applies in Halacha. So in Marmukim number three, the Ramah, again also in, in, in Shin He over there, talking about the Halachas of Pinyan Ben, so he describes the process. So he says, um, it's a fascinating thing. He says the process is as follows. You bring the baby to the Kain, right? Ba'kain shayla, I say. This is the, the root, the makar of this is not from a Gemara. No Gemara says this procedure. It's from the Ga'inim. There's such an idea. The Kayan asks the father, Which one do you want? Do you want your son? Or do you want to keep uh, the five slain? So that's what the, that's what the Kayan has to say to the father. Which one do you want? Do you want, do you want your son or do you want the money? The behind that you would have to give me. And the, this is the procedure, and the father is supposed to respond, I want my son. And here's the five slime, uh, you know, as a redemption. Okay? And the Shulchan continues, And when the father gives the money, He makes the brachas, there's and the brach of Shechianu, those are the brachas that the father makes, and the Ramah ends off, and if the father says, you know what, I'd rather keep the money, you, you take the son, I'll keep the money, you know, that's not the mitzvah, so you, have to, you have to redeem your son, so even though we're making this conversation, Kilu, you know, it's a, you have to answer properly. But this is a very funny thing, this conversation between the Kayin and the father, which one do you want? Now, in, in, so if you, so let's, let's, let's analyze it. In the world of the Rambam, this conversation kind of makes sense. Again, there's no, it's not, it's, there's no real option over here. You know, I mean, as the Ramah ends off, you have no choice but to redeem your son. But the conversation at least makes somewhat sense. There's a sale over here that's taking place. Until now, the baby is the Kayans. Right? And by giving the five slayim, you are acquiring the son to your family. You're, you're, you're buying your son back, so to speak. Right? And so therefore, to indicate, to make it clear that that's what Pidna Ben is, so we establish this minig of this conversation. The Kayin says to the father, which one would you like? You know, you're in the store. Do you want, uh, you know, what do you want to buy? Do you want, do you want to buy it or not? And the father says, no, I, I like my son, so here's the money. So the re- the, we set this up in order to make it clear what Pidna Ben is. That would be in the opinion of the, of the Rambam. In the rush, right, that Pidna Ben has nothing to do with that. I have, to, I have to redeem my son because otherwise I have a, a piece of hectic walking around my house, you know, and, and, and making a mess. I, I need to, I need to be, be paid to my son. That's number one. And number two, what am I doing with the money? I have to give it to you just like I have to give Trumas and Mises to you, you know. So in the, in the rush, it's a little bit funny making this whole conversation. What do you want? Do you want your son? Do you want me? Uh, do, you, do you want the money? So if you take a look at Marmach number four, the Gillian Marsha, so in his commentary to the Shulchan Aruch, he's bothered by this. Because again, the, 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 the Rosh Hashanah Eger is assuming 
Not like the Rambam. He's assuming Pinyam Ben is the classic Trumas and Mises type of idea, in which case, what's this whole conversation? Like, what are we doing over here? Pretending as if we're buying the baby, what's going on? So says the Gilmarshav, it seems to me, the Derechiv of Kach, that we're just, that the reason why we have this conversation is not because it's an actual sale or anything like that. The Derechiv of Kach, we're just trying to, to uh, bring out the, um, the Chavivas of the Mitzvah, the, 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 the enjoyment of the Mitzvah. We're trying to get the Father to express how he's doing this like L'shem Shemayim. Sheshoyal, we ask him, what's the question? Not like, which one do you want, like, you, like you're buying, you know, do you, do, you, do you really want to buy your son back? What the, what the Kayin is trying to say to the father is like this, What the Kayin is asking the father is, do you re- if you were, if, if the Rabbanu Shalom asked you from the beginning, do you want the firstborn son, you know, in such a way that would obligate you to do Pinya Ben? Do you really want to do this? That's what the father is being asked. Do you really want to do this? Or if you were to be asked by Hashem, you know, maybe my wife would, could have a C-section or something like that to get me to avoid this mitzvah. Would you have been happier with that? That's what the, the, the kind of asking, like, which one do you want? Are you happy with this situation? Are you happy in the fact that what, that you're now, that you have to do Pidna Ben? Or would you have rather kept the money? In other words, or would you rather be in a situation where you didn't have to do Pidna Ben? And the father has to answer, no, 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 I, I, I'm very happy to do Pidna Ben. So it's all about just getting the father to express his, his, his excitement and his joy over the mitzvah. But these are the two, again, these are the two different scenarios. <clears throat> now, again, just a, a couple other, other points, um, you know, just some, a couple of Rishonim that are very clear on the side of the Rambam, that the concept of Hidya Ben is, again, buying your son back. So take a look at Maramukha number five. This is from the Chuvas Harivash, okay? So the way we paskin is, is that, Again, like the Ramah said, when you're doing Pinya Ben, so as you're about to give the money to the Kain, you make the brachas. So the father is the one that makes brachas. Okay? Now the Ga'inim bring down an opinion, we don't hold like this, but the Ga'inim bring down an opinion that besides the brachas the father has to make, Asher Kitshanu and Shechianu, there's a special bracha the Kain makes when he receives the money. It's not Asher Kitshanu, but it's a whole poetic bracha of like thanking Hashem for... For, uh, for the concept of babies. It's like a whole, it's a whole poetic thing. But there's a bracha that the Kayin makes. We, again, we don't hold like that, but that's such a thing that, that was brought down in the Gainan. So the Rivash over here in Maramakha number 5 was asked, where do we find that when you give gifts to a Kayin that he makes a bracha? When you give Meiser, when you give Trumas, the Kayin just receives it, just takes it, doesn't make a bracha. Why by Pidna Ben? Is he making a bracha? So says the Rivash as follows. Vasha Sha'alta, you asked me, Lama Tiknu Bracha Lakayan Bepidyan. Why is there such an idea that the Kayan makes a bracha bepidyan ben? Yaisim Bibishar Manas Kuna, more than any other gift that you give to the Kayan Kishizaicha Ben when he receives. Right? When you give him Shuma, he doesn't make a bracha. When you give him uh, pieces of the of the cow, you don't give him you don't he doesn't make a bracha. Bidna ben he does. Yeshlaimer says Rivash. Dibishar manas kuna chilik is very simple. Buy other gifts that you give to a kayin. Ain't no isa kain kulam. What's the kain doing? He's doing nothing. All he's doing is taking. He's just receiving. Right? That's all. He's just receiving a gift that the Rabbanu Shalom designated he should get. So he's being very passive. And whenever you're passive, you don't make brachas. Avil bepidyan, but says the Rivash, but when it comes to Pidyan Ben, Avil Pisha Enoisa Mitzvah, even though it's not his mitzvah, it's the father's mitzvah, certainly. But but the Kain is doing something. What is he doing? Zacha Beben, until now he owned the son, the and he's giving the son back to the father by, by taking the money. So even though it's like in a store, when I give the clerk, uh, when I give the store owner money, so he's just being passive and just sitting there and just taking, he's not just taking money, he's by him taking money, he's giving me the object that I'm buying, right? 
So the same thing over here, says the Rivash, when it comes to Trumas and Maesis, the kind is completely passive. He's just taking money, he's just taking fruit, whatever. But over here by Pidney Ben, he's not just taking money, he's taking money and giving you your son. So therefore, he can make a bracha because he's an active participant in Pidney Ben. Again, that is like the Rambam. That's like the Rambam, not like the Rosh. One final nafkamina halachla maisa between these two opinions. Let's say the following scenario. Let's say I have to do Pidnya Ben. Can I use a Kayan that's under Bar Mitzvah? Do I have to use a Kayan that's above Bar Mitzvah or, or could I use a, a child that's a Kayan? Can I do that? Well, let's think it through. If you go according to the rush, right? That again, what is the Kayan's role in Pidnya Ben? Nothing. I just, have to, I just have to put the money somewhere. It's like Trumas and Meisters. Can I give Trumas and Meisters to a, to a Kayan that's a child? Yeah, why not? You just take it, just take it, it's yours, finished, I don't want to deal with it, it's yours, it's your money now, it's your, it's your fruit now, it's finished. But in the Rambam, that what? That, that what? Pidnya Ben is not just you're giving to the Kayin because you have nowhere else to put it. You're, you're, there's a transaction over here. I'm giving the money to the Kayin, and the Kayin is giving me my baby, right? Well, only a Gadol, only a person over Bar Mitzvah is able to be involved in Mecca Chomemker in such a way to give, to, to, to sell you something, only a Gadol can do that, not a child. So if the child is just, if, if a kind's role in Pidyan Ben is simply taking money, so fine, you give it to a kid as well. But if he's not just taking money, he's being active, right? He's giving you, there's a mekech memker, there's a buying and selling that's taking place, then you need a gadol. So if you take a look at the final marmokim, marmokim number seven, is from the Ksai Sachayshan and Simon Reish Mem Gimel, uh, peace dalad. So he says, he says this point. He says this point. He says, Meshum demomen kayinu, whenever you're dealing with gifts that are given to a kayin, so the money is, uh, it, it's not yours anyway. It has to go to a kain. And the Torah already, 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 already uh, predetermined that this money has to go to a kain. So by a regular manis kuna, I feel a kain kadnami. So you could give it to a child as well. It's like inheritance, right? Is there an issue? Let's say uh, there's inheritance being passed to a family. Even children could get inheritance. Why? Because they're just passively sitting back and the money's coming to them. No, same thing with trumas and maises. When they're acquiring, when they're getting something, they're, just, they're getting something that was already coming to them. So they don't have to be, they don't have to do an active, they don't have to be an active participant in receiving the money. The chayim b'chamei shloim, it says the ksais, again he's assuming like the rush, so too it is with bin ben. Ki even the chay it's just an obligation that you have to give this money to a kain. If can kad nami so the kadin could also receive it. But again, that's only true in the rush. But in the Rambam, no, 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 the kind is not passively receiving money. He's actively selling you your son. And so by doing so, he has to be a godl. That's the uh, halacha lamaisa, the nafkamina between these two sides. Yeah. The first of the Rambam, it means a little Yeah. We're talking about transactions. Who owns the child? The collected Kohanim community? So every Kohan is authorized on their behalf to say, okay, fine, I'll sell you. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So that seems to be the way it works. That any and it's it's the kid is owned whatever it is, whatever this means. He's shaykh to all the kahanim in the world, and I just have to find one and designate him as the representative of all the kahanim to sell him back to me. You're right, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, he's saying in the Rambam. That's what he's saying. Right, right. Right, you can you can pick, and he, but and that's the nakud over here. He is representing. All of Kahanim. See, it's, but when it comes to, if you go in the rush, right, where it's just, I have this money, what am I supposed to do with it? It's to give it to a kind. Okay, so I'm giving it to, to Levi, you know, not Levi. I'm giving it to, uh, I'm giving it to Aaron, right? I'm giving it to Aaron. So he's, because he's my, he's my kind that I happen to pick. But in the Rambam, like Ephraim is saying, by the Rambam it's a bigger Chiddush, because when I'm picking Aaron, I'm picking Aaron 
not because, and not as in, he's representing all the Kahanim in selling me, selling me my son. So it's much more of a bigger, it's a, it's a bigger role. So it adds even more that you're going to get a little kid to do that. You know, a little kid's not shy to, to, to these inyanim. So it's, it's not even a mekach memkar between these two individual people. It's a, it's a whole shevet transaction. So it's a much bigger, uh, much bigger deal. Okay, so fine, yeah. This is always a shevet transaction. When I, when I just don't give my sister a coin, it belongs to every coin. He just, this coin is, is pointed on behalf of the cow also. You just hear that you're having a reverse flip side. But if you right. think about it, Every coin is also represented. Maybe, well, maybe, well, well, maybe. Because well, <laughs> it's, 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 there are sugis in Giddin. It's, it's, it's complicated. There are sugis in, no, 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 I'm saying, no, it's good, it's good, it's good. I'm it's kind of complicated, good. No, there are sugis in Giddin where it's, where it's a discussion. It's not so posh. You're right, I, I'm drawing it as if it's like so, it's not so posh because you could make the argument that Truma is also like that. When the Truma is given to a coin, it's, it goes to his bank account, but the, on some <laughs> level, it's Kilu, it's all the Kahanim, and he's just sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the representing it for them. Yeah, you can make such an argument. Again, it's not so posh, but definitely such an argument can be made. Okay, so there's, there's two... Yeah. Yeah. Is the Chamesh line considered to be the value of the child? Like, if you're going to do an erithin of the child... No, so, so e- either way you go, the fact that it's five slayim is exer sarkasif. It's not, it's not because of any particular value. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not because of that. It's just exer sarkasif, which needs, expl- you know, needs... Not explanation, but you know what? What exactly is, you know, what's the, what's 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 behind it? Huh? Yeah, exactly. By the way, you were worth. Uh, by the way, it's not so. It's not like five, you know, silver dollars. It's 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 something. It's uh, what's the what's the number? I think it's thirty dram. I think that's what the Shulchan Aruch says. And a dram is um, sixty-four. Uh, the, the volume, the, the weight of sixty-four barley beans of silver. So it's that times thirty. The mathematicians out there, so it's it, and whatever the value of, of silver is at the time, so it could be it could be significant. It's not it's not nothing. You have to do with silver, so you have to, so I, Well, no, you don't have to do with silver. It could be anything of that value. You could use a. So you have to basically you could, go out to the market that day and figure yeah. out what, what it is. And you have yeah. To be exact. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think so because in that case. You can't, you can't separate the two ideas. It's, it, the whole mitzvah is giving money to a kayan to buy your son back. And if you don't, have, and if in this scenario, you know, the money goes back to you because the father's a kayan, then, then he doesn't have to do anything. So you're right. I, I think in that scenario, I think the, the, the Shulchan Aruch is assuming like the Rosh, yeah, 100%. How could the Rambam say that it's Bechar Bin Chatit? I mean, how could Tzibur be only the Mafreya showing what the Tzibur is? So there is an idea. We do find this in other places where there's a separation between the act of the mitzvah that you're doing and the result that you're getting a check for. So over here like, is, is an example where the mitzvah that the Torah wants you to do, the act that the Torah wants you to do, is to buy your son back. But the check that you're getting in Shemayim, because of that act, is what it shows you, it shows it, like, how you were thinking of your son until that point. Even though for these 30 days you weren't thinking at all. Right, right. That's, that's, now this is where we're going to transition, right, okay. So for, there's two points that I wanted to make, just Lagabi. You know, in the Rambam's way of putting a Ben to like have a lesson of Adis Hashem from. Number one, like I mentioned this before, is that in the Rambam you see this idea is that Kedusha can be generated on a person, not necessarily because of their own merit or because of their own personal connection with the Rabbanu Shalom, by simply being associated and being connected with holy people, with, with Kahanim in this case, that already generates Kedusha. So much so that you have to sort of acquire your son back. Now this idea, I don't remember who's someone mentioned about a rabbi, Arya. So we find this idea throughout Yiddishkeit, and it's something that that in Chassidus was, you know, uh, a little bit more um, 
uh, I guess, standardized in, in a certain way, of this idea of having shaykhs to a tzaddik. The more shaykhs that a person can have to holy people, it's not just like, okay, I can learn from him and I can grow personally. Like that itself generates kedusha on you. I'll give you an example. There's a, there's a, it's, it's mamish, a very extreme example, but it's very interesting. There's Yushalmi, I don't remember where anymore, but Yushalmi says, Amaisa, that there was a, Rameir, you know, had Enoklach and, 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 you know, the whole, the whole Mishpacha. So the, the Yushalmi says that the mazel was that the walking stick of Rabbi Meir, after he passed away, Yerusha, eventually found its way to one of his grandchildren, who was an Amaretz. That was the grandson of Rabbi Meir was, an, was a complete Amaretz. But Yushalmi says, Amaretz Gazach that as, as long, whenever the Yama'aretz would hold on to the walking stick of Rameir, Mamish would say Tyra is like unbelievable things. And then when he let go of the stick, he's like, what did I just say? You know, that Yerushalmi says such a nice Because the Kedusha of Rameir obviously was so intense that it permeated everything he owned to the point of where his walking stick was a shtick Tyra, whatever it is, and so much so that by the, his, his anical holding it, like all of a sudden, like tire would come out of him like a, like a wellspring. There's such an idea. That's you go to a tzaddik, you give a pidyon, right? You give some money to a tzaddik. Or you give a kvittel to a tzaddik. The idea, is, the, the idea of giving a kvittel, by the way, is that when you write your... This, this is how you're supposed to write a kvittel. Not just like, you know, jot your name. This, I want a perna, I want the refuas or whatever it is. When you write a kvittel, you're, 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 by writing your name, you're, you have to, you're, you're, you're putting your neshama onto that paper. You're, you're attaching yourself emotionally, mentally, spiritually onto that paper. And by taking that paper and giving it to a kain, you're giving a little bit of yourself to the kain. And by doing so, that makes you holier. Again, you're, 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 you're like making yourself like a baby before 30 days. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're connecting yourself to the tzaddik by writing your name on a paper and giving it to him. By giving money to a tzaddik, that's what's going on. So that's, that's point number one, is that you see from here this concept even in Chumash, in Torah, in Halacha, that by being associated to tzaddikim, it makes you holy. Point number one. Point number two, more of a general picture of the Rambam, which uh, Chaim pointed out, which is, which is this funny dynamic that I'm doing, what I'm doing is taking, kedu, um, what I'm doing is disconnecting the baby from the kahanim, but the mitzvah that I'm getting because of that is how, that through that I'm showing that until now the baby was connected to the kahanim, right? That's what's going on. So it's like a funny, it's a funny thing. What I'm doing is taking the baby away from the kahanim, but the check that I get because of that is, well, that means until now he was with the kahanim. So as I mentioned in the beginning, b'ni b'chari Yisrael, right? B'ni b'chari Yisrael. What you see from this Rambam, what you see from this idea is, is that where a person comes from isn't just like Stam, that's where you were. Where a person comes from is still a part of you right now. It's still a part of you right now. You know, the, whole, the reason why Klai Yisrael are called b- the Bukhar is that a, the nature of a Bukhar gets Pishnaim, right? A Bukhar is somewhere, a Bukhar is obviously part of the children, but on some level he's also part of the parents. You know, the halach is that even younger children have to respect, like Kibbutz of Aim, they have to respect the, the, oldest, uh, the older child, right? There's some sort of a dynamic where, the, where, where a Bukhar is in two places at once. There's, there's, there, in the Rambam, what we're seeing is a sense that a Bukhar is this idea of being in two places at once, where there's a part of the baby which is already not part of the Mishpach Kahuna. I'm being paid to the baby, that means he's not part of the, just the, the average Joe Shmo Yisrael, right? But Mitzat Sheni, the, the mitzvah that I'm doing is that by doing so, I'm reminding myself of where he was until now. Which means that on some level, the Bukhar is, is, is reflecting this idea that where a person was is still somewhat who he is right now. And even if I'm doing, even if I have, I have no choice in life but to move on from where I came from. But where I came from is still a part of me. 
This is what cholesterol is about. The essence of cholesterol is this. There's a mushal that the Mizr Chamagid used to say about talking about what cholesterol is, what our mission is. Very quickly, because it's already getting late, but the, the, the Mizr Chamagid used to say a mushal to a king who took his general to the side and he said, I have a special mission for you. He said, in, 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 you know, the cor- in the far from the corner of my, of my empire, there's a city over there where the guys over there, they're, mamish, they're acting like animals, they're acting like old Meshagayim. They don't, they don't know what it means to be part of a malchus. So I'm charging you with the mission Go, and go there and teach them what it means to be royal. And so the general says to the king, okay, I accept. My problem is if I go there, I have to live amongst them. I have to really get, get to know them well. And my concern is maybe I'll forget what it means to be part of the Malchus. So the king says, okay, no problem. So stay here. So the, the, the general, then how do I do it? So he says, okay, so go there. But, but then I told him my concern. So the king says, you have to be in two places at once. There has to be a part of you that's here and a part of you that's there. That's the site of being a Yid. Being a Yid means that we're a nation amongst nations. We live on planet Earth for the purposes of what? Of sanctifying this place, of bringing this place, making the world recognize and know what it, what it means to be part of the Malchus. But, there's there, but because of that, we have to be part of the planet Earth. But part of us is not here. There's a part of Nishmas Yisrael which is coming from a higher place. This is what a Bechar is. A Bechar, again, is this idea of being part of uh, the Yisrael family, but yet part of it is, but, part, but the, the, the fact that he comes from a Kayan family is still part of his uh, DNA right now. And so that's what the dynamic is. And again, that truth of being in two places at once is expressing itself in this halach and the Rambam, where what I'm doing is bringing the child into my family, but by doing so, I'm showing that until now he wasn't. So it, it's, the Mitzvah Pina Ben is, is showing this idea that what a Bechor is, which is what Kali Yisrael is, is something of here and not here, here and not here. This is why even it's to get to the parsha, uh, not this parsha. I'm sorry, but Avram Avinu. It's uh, one of the, when, when Avram Avinu is buying the plot to bury Sarah. So how does he describe himself? He describes himself as Ger v'Saisha v'Nachi Yimachem. I am a citizen and, and a sojourner, citizen and a foreigner, citizen and a foreigner. So Rashi says it means uh, whatever Rashi says it means. But at Ba'imik, the deeper level, what it means is that Avram Avinu is describing what it means to be a yid. A yid is, I'm a citizen, but I'm also a foreigner. I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm in two places at once. There's mycin like this from the Balsham where you have to believe in these stories, you know? I mean, I was like, you have to, but it, you have to, it takes a muna in these stories where uh, there's, there's stories that he was talking two places at once, you know? There's a mycin like it was, it was um, by Tegan Chatzais. It was after midnight, and one of the chassidim was passing by the Balshantiv's house and saw the Balshantiv in the window, like, man, was crying, like, bechias, you know, Tegan Chatzais. And then you know, the chassid continued on to the base Medrash. He goes to the base Medrash and he sees the Baal Shemta there learning with Simcha and like smiling and happy learning Gemara. He says, is that, so he said, one second. So, and so the chassid goes back to the Baal Shemta's house and sees the Baal Shemta's crying there. So what's going on? So he goes to the Baal Shemta and he says, Rev, I, where are you right now? So, so the Baal Shemta says, what, you can't be in two places at once. There's a part of the Neshama which is crying over the base of Megdash. And there's a part of the Neshama which is happy about learning right now. You know, everything's good right now. That's what the story of the Yid is, being two places at once. That's Bini Bukhari Yisrael. No, Hashem Shadal, we should be Zaycha to uh, learn that trick properly, being two places at once. <laughs>